0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. All right, in the bullpen today, we have Mr. John Hartley. He is a writer, economics researcher, and commentator, having been a regular economics contributor for Forbes and the Huffington Post. Also writings in the Wall Street Journal and other places, very accomplished individual. Uh, Mr Hartley, good to have you on the show, how are you?
1: Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely,
0: okay, Uh, we're gonna talk about what's happening right now in Congress. Naturally, uh, they have decided to get rid of McCarthy. You have a void of leadership as far as House leadership is concerned. Based on the rules of engagement, certain things cannot happen without having an elected leader. Like truly advancing legislation, uh, which is why Congress is in place. Right? So they cannot do their constitutional duties here to the degree that they're supposed to. You basically have a representative government that's not representing anybody. And we are looking at another government shutdown, which would mean economic disaster. Uh, what do you see happening with Republicans as it relates to their new, hopefully soon to be uh, new elected
1: leader for the house? Well, uh, the House GOP is coming back. Uh, you know, this week after um, breaking last week, uh, they have a, a, a plan to uh, vote on a new speaker on on Wednesday. Um, they're having a candidate forum on Tuesday night. Uh, it's looking so far like the sort of two leading uh, candidates uh, to be the next um, House speaker are, uh, are are Steve Scalise and, and Jim Jordan, um, sort of both re- representing the more sort of traditional sort of fusionists. Camp uh, uh, on the Scully side uh, versus um, uh, the you know, House Freedom Caucus member, uh, and, and arguably sort of more populist, uh, Jim Jordan. Um, and you're absolutely right, the stakes are, are very high uh, in terms of what actually caused the ouster of, of uh, Kim McCarthy to begin with had a lot to do with um, uh, Ukraine aid, um, saying that in a uh, in a CR, um, you know, they managed to get a, a, a stopgap funding bill or a continuing resolution passed that only extends things to um, mid-November. Uh, so, you know, mid-November is is sort of going to be um, this sort of uh, t- time. Um, really, I think a time for choosing um, whether or not to sort of allow a government shutdown to happen, uh, or to sort of um, uh, get together and and figure out on uh, what exactly are going to be the steps forward. And the stakes are a lot higher now given uh, the, um, the, the the new sort of conflict uh, a and, and new war between Israel and Gaza um, you know, it's, it's really important you know thinking about um, now what's the significant issue is you know are you going to continue to be able to pay reservists um, who, who may be um, you know uh, involved uh, or, or, or sort of proximate to uh, the, the Israeli- Gaza conflict uh, the US has said they're going to move a carrier strike group uh, to the region. But of course, you know, the aid for Ukraine is, is a really huge issue. Um, you know, whether or not to continue um, supporting uh, financially both for reconstruction for Ukraine as well as to support their their efforts to um, push back um, uh, Russia, uh, the Russian forces that are currently in um, in Ukraine. But you know, remember, yeah, you know, there was a very narrow House uh, GOP win in, in the last election. You know, it was like two hundred twenty one Republicans to two hundred twelve Dems. You know, it, it allows people like you know, Representative Matt Gates and others um, to sort of flex their power. Even people like Nancy Mace, who who isn't really a, a populist at all, but arguably more more of a of a centrist, um, just voting you know McCarthy out just to show that they have some some sort of power. Um, but you know, it, this is all amidst what seems to be some sort of a, a realignment. Um, both you know within the GOP, there's certain uh, factions that are trying to move away from the sort of old Bill Buckley. Uh, GOP sort of fusionist yeah. um, um, model, and and there's also uh, I think a realignment across both parties. Um, certainly, a lot of people are sort of against uh, free markets uh, on both sides, against sort of the old Washington consensus. A lot of people trying to build a new Washington consensus. People that you know are skeptical of of trade, like things like tariffs, um, want things like industrial policy. Uh, yeah. There's uh, I, I think a, a big realignment that's sort of going on in front of us um, in terms of how. Uh, we wanna uh, think about uh, international affairs. Let me me
0: pose something to you because you said something to me that's quite interesting and ironic and I would like you to thoughtfully engage with me about this domestic issue, not just the international one. You said that basically things are even more dire because of the conflict that is happening with um, Israel and Hamas. And I can be sensitive to that. I can respect the reality of international conflict and how it adversely impacts domestic relations here in America and our interest overseas. But Mr Hartley, from 1982 to 2022, you have a composite of 19.23 million individuals who work for the federal government. You have millions of people right now who work for the federal government and contract with the federal government. So their livelihood is dependent upon the federal government. And then you have millions of state employees that technically work for the federal government because the grant is subsidized by the federal government, even though they are paid by state agencies. And then you have millions of Department of Education grants. All of these jobs, all of these people, They end up getting no paycheck. The largest employer, the largest singular employer of African Americans in America is the federal government. So while we could talk about is dire because of the conflict, it was dire because of mama them, because of our domestic American citizens beyond. And I don't know, man. Don't you think it's ironic? We live in a country where we will say, "Okay, you know, the government's going to shut down. Millions of people that live in America are going to be adversely impacted." But you know, this thing that's happening outside of America—that means that we really need to care now about making sure the government doesn't shut down. You don't find that ironic?
1: Well, I think it was important before. You know, it's even more important now. Obviously, but why is it more important? Isn't it more important
0: to make sure that the government doesn't stop working for the people that make the government work? Who does the money come from? Whatever aid they wanna use, we can debate about if the aid should go anywhere. But whatever aid they use, dear brother, that aid doesn't come from them. They don't make a damn thing, that aid comes from us. So they're willing to shut us down, but only willing to say, we're gonna make something happen. Now, we're gonna actually provide leadership now if we gotta deal with something outside of America. attitude. I'm not talking about the principle. I'm talking about the personality behind it. That kind of politic is the reason why people are so adverse to Congress and members of the political class in general. It's as if we are still on the back burner and we're the people that fund the whole operation.
1: I I don't think we disagree. I I think it's obviously, uh, I don't think anyone uh, or at least I'm I'm certainly not in favor of any kind of shutdown, uh, and I, I think most Republicans uh, also aren't uh, in favor of a shutdown. And, and again, you know what I mentioned earlier, you know it's, it only takes you know uh, it's, it's six or seven or eight votes, right, um, on, on the GOP side. But what
0: about Matt Gaze? Let me ask you about Matt Gaze specifically because uh, he seemed as if he was much more okay with a government shutdown, so much so that Mitch McConnell. Had to basically oppose what the individual said, what Matt Gates said publicly. So why do you think people like Matt Gates? Why are they leading this charge that seems antithetical to the progress um, of what we all would consider to be a good thing? People being able to work and get their paycheck.
1: Sure. Well, you know, I, I think it's a clear, pretty clear case of you know political opportunism. You know, it's, it's people really? putting them, themselves in their own political career over sort of the. You know the broader interests of uh, of you know the, the the people or the movement, uh, you know uh, that that uh, the movements that you sort of subscribe to, um, but you know it, you, how did the CR get passed? You know, uh, you know, Ken McCarthy got enough votes from Democrats uh, to get a uh, stopgap funding passed. It's it's certainly possible that the next speaker could do something similar to that. Um, yeah, you know, it does cause a uh, you know, it is a bit of an issue if um if again you know these um uh yeah you know, if, if there's continued issues with being able to actually elect a speaker um but I, I do think that this is more theatrics than than sort of anything that's you know particularly um serious but you know it's worth mentioning you know Co- congress has has a lot of issues um that go uh, i think well beyond um just shut, these sorts of shutdowns and usually when these shutdowns end you know uh uh furloughed employees get you know all their back pay and, and so forth. Oh come on, dear brother! Wait a minute, man. Come uh, it it, it on, isn't come on, you no, know no. it isn't something that anybody. Wants. But but again, you know, the, the problem is that Congress doesn't do its job broadly speaking, uh, and doesn't. And I agree with that. A number on that. of issues, and, and I agree it, with that. It, it relies on you know, the the administrative state to um, to to do uh, a number of things that the Congress should be doing. So I, I don't think we disagree. Uh, right. You know, government shutdowns are bad, and, and they should uh, you know get their act together. So. Uh, um, so well, on that, that on that we
0: concur. I don't want to dissuade from the impact of it by saying, you know, those people end up getting their money back, or they get uh, their back pay. Well, many of them are still mandated to actually do some work. They're mandated to work in many offices without receiving money, and then you have what's called essential workers who will probably still get paid out of that provision uh, uh, provisional fund. Uh, but the bottom line is, if you miss a paycheck for a month, hell, some people cannot miss a paycheck for one week without having significant adverse results happen in their personal lives. So I want to be sensitive to that, uh, and, and we're out of time. But I wanted to post this to you uh, before you go. Uh, naturally, this could have major economic um, or adverse economic effect. How do you think that translates? If that happens, if we're not able to get our stuff together, if Congress cannot do so uh, in this country. Uh, remember, it took 15 rounds of voting before McCarthy got it. If something like that happens, we'll go back into a shutdown. It has real consequence in America. Do you think that helps or hurts the Republicans who who are trying to gain power again in the executive branch?
1: I think it hurts, and I think if you look at past shutdowns in general, I think it generally hurts broad Republican electoral prospects in general. Again, you know, I think these are cases of you know a few individual congressmen that are. You know political opportunists trying to put their own individual you know political career interests above that of the party, broadly speaking. I think you know all the you know two hundred and twenty one uh, most of the two hundred and twenty one Republicans who are you know, in the House trying to get reelected uh, yeah. next year uh, don't want to have to answer uh, to their constituents for why there was uh, some some sort of a government shutdown, even if you know they were um you know opposed to it and and many and most are. Um, so again, you know, I, I think you know, politically, uh, it, it, it's it's very bad for Republicans who are you know trying to get reelected next year. Yeah. Um, for sure. There you go. All right. Before you go, should they remove Matt Gates or not? Well, I, I don't know if they have the power to. I mean, it, it's. Uh, uh, I, I think in general, but they
0: have the authority. You mean they they don't have the votes? That that's what you mean?
1: Well, I I think you know in general, I think you know removing somebody from Congress, uh, I I think you know, the, at least in terms of what the procedure generally is, is usually you know, under circumstances of you know fraud, criminality. Uh, yeah, they say you know,
0: he snorts cocaine and likes to um, have sex with underage children. So that that would be he's under investigation for that by an ethics committee.
1: Right, but you know that that's up to the you know the Department of, uh, of Justice and the courts, and you know they have to make. Oh a no, the ethics committee evidence. can make
0: a determination of that. It's been it's been done before. They can do so without the DOJ
1: sure but they need you know they need evidence and and uh you know you have to have committee hearings and so forth so, and mm-hmm. all that takes a long long uh period of time and and uh you know that that, that can't i don't think you have enough time between now and uh well winter. generally speaking if it comes out that there's
0: evidence here there's some there there do you think that Matt Date should be removed
1: well no you know you you need to have <laughs> you know, evidence of of these uh you know of, of you know, criminality.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, if there's evidence that he did those things presented during committee hearings, do you think at that point they do need to move to have him removed?
1: Absolutely. I think there should be uh, any. I think there should be ethics investigations of any case of of criminality on the part of uh, of uh, members of Congress. Look what's going on with Senator Bob Menendez. You know, a lot of Democrats have, have rightfully, uh, I think, asked for him to resign. And I think right. any time any member But should Matt Gates be removed? If if there's evidence of criminality, of course. Um, right, uh, but again, you have to make the case, uh, uh, and you need evidence. You know, it can't just be hearsay or rumors and, and so forth. So, yeah. uh, I think that's important. And yeah, I think it's more than rumors, sir. Uh, well, you know, the Department of Justice hasn't indicted him, so yeah, that
0: was a that, that was, was unfortunate. On there. yeah, I don't either. That was unfortunate. Um, but let's see if these text messages come back up before that committee. All right, and I'll bring you back on to talk about it then, okay? But it's always a pleasure, man. Thank you for coming back to the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.